Welcome along to the Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army Talker United podcast on a week of celebration for us, for Guy and David. Um, we need to say thank you to all our listeners. Because well, we're, we're almost embarrassed, aren't we? Well, yeah, we? We're not great at blowing our own trumpet, but we're going to have to do it today because we've had our latest set of uh, figures which compare us to... All the credit goes to the listeners. It does. <laughs> Compares this podcast to all of the other podcasts in the Reach PLC galaxy, which includes Liverpool, Everton, Manchester United, Manchester City, Newcastle and Glasgow Rangers, who are the only ones ahead of us in a 23-team table. Wipe that grin off your face. Go well, on. <laughs> you guys are definitely punching way above your weight. Yeah. We've had more than 10,000 listens in 2019 so far. And, um, and we're sitting pretty on oh. the table. <laughs> Extraordinary effort to sit with us. <laughs> it is. And one of, some, some of uh, let's face it, some of, the, some of the podcasts do go on a little bit longer even than we planned. They do. That's um, very true. So thank you everybody for sticking with us indeed uh, teams who who have not yet had 10,000 listens in 2019 include Derby County Aston Villa Leeds Nottingham Forest um, there's a couple of other teams in Devon as well but <laughs> it would be churlish to, uh, oh. to to make that point but well done to everybody and, and thanks for making this mm. feel worthwhile as David says it's all down to you guys thank you very much Please keep commenting, please keep sharing, please keep coming up to us at matches and telling us what you like and what you don't like. And bear in mind as well that this uh, this podcast, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, which kind of makes it even easier to listen and uh, share that around to let your friends know every um, every click is worthwhile. So um, thank you very much. And we will stop gushing now, shall we? End of gush. End of gush. Yeah. Back to the football. East Thurrock match has been rearranged today. Yes. Uh, the game that was off, uh, they called that off good, good and early, didn't they? They tried good, to. Good decision. They certainly yeah. tried to, and and um, well done to a bit of experienced football management that came into play for United on the Friday. United squad set out for Essex, yeah. um, and then uh, uh, Aaron Downs, United's assistant manager, was going to combine the game on Saturday with a bit of a family stroke friends reunion up in that part of the world. So he was sent on ahead. Um, the advance headed, party. Yeah, yeah. And, and headed straight for Rookery Field when everybody realised that the game was in doubt. Um, he came straight back to Gary Johnson, who was in Bristol, where he lives, yeah. waiting to link up with the United squad on their way up the M5. Uh, let Gary Johnson know that things didn't look good at, at, um, uh, uh, at Rookery Field, which, of course... East Thurrock share with Romford, um, yeah. who had had a game called off in the week. That was a bit of a hint. Um, uh, Gary Johnson got hold of the United party, told them to pull over at Sedgemoor Services, where they sat around for two or three hours. Yeah. Uh, in the wake of the Downs-Johnson chat, um, J Gary Johnson got hold of John Coventry, the, Rooker, the uh, East Thurrock manager. He confirmed what Downs had told yeah. uh, had, had said, i.e. he didn't think it would be played. So Gary Johnson took a bit of a gamble uh, and told the United Party to turn around and go back down the motorway, yeah. uh, not to sort of hang around for the whole day at at, um, at Sedgemoor. Uh, and they were back so, in it's Torquay. It's a lovely place, but you wouldn't want to spend the whole well, day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they, they were back in Torquay, uh, I think, before the official mm. confirmation came through. These things have to go through the National League. The National League then have to contact a local referee to go and make the inspection and make the verdict. That didn't happen until everybody wanted it to happen much earlier than it did. 
Um, but it ended up being called off, I think, just after four o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. But I don't think anybody really thought there was much prospect of it, no. uh, of it going ahead. As, as we said last week, I think the whole of the south of England was waterlogged last week. Yes, it was. And, and, and uh, <coughs> all, all credit to, um, to, to you know, United for having sort of done a bit of advanced thinking yeah. there. Uh, and they were back in Torquay and did a gym training session on the Saturday morning, I think. Um, to sort of try and make up for it a bit. So that uh, that's rearranged now for February the twenty sixth. Yeah, another well, nice Tuesday evening trip don't, up to. Uh, don't go. Yeah. Sorry, go <laughs> um, There's Hemel Hempstead next Tuesday night, which of course brings into play this this whole business of Woking's two games in hand. Woking, obviously, who are uh, just behind United in second place, and we'll come to their recent fortunes yeah. in a minute, but. Um, we were sort of saying, I think, chuckling away to ourselves a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> Woking will be playing Tuesday, Saturday from now to the end of the season. Well, all of a the sudden... chuckling sounded just like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, all of a sudden now, uh, it looks like United are going to be playing yeah. quite regularly because, um, uh, funnily enough, they play United play Hemel Hempstead away next Tuesday night. Yeah. When Woking... Don't play. They're, I'm pretty sure they're playing a Surrey Senior Cup game that it's, week. It's not on the fixtures on no. their um, so, um And now, of course, with the East Thurrock postponement, United have got to fit that one in, which they have done. So there's going to be a fair bit of Tuesday night action yeah. for, uh, for the goals as well as the cards over the next uh, few weeks. So I mean, it's getting very interesting there, isn't it? Let's talk about Woking for a moment. They've just when everybody thought that they it was going to be nip and tuck that they and Torquay would be swap exchanging blows I think is the phrase but um, I wouldn't say the wheels have come off but they've had um, they've had a couple of rocky results haven't they well I, I, I after Tuesday night's home defeat to Dartford what a what a stormy yeah. second half that must have been yes. um, yeah. and of course exactly and and you know I don't want to sound like the chairman of the Gary Johnson fan club but on cue Gary Johnson had said during the week Watch out! This isn't done yet. Mm. Don't calm down, everybody. You know, etc., etc., etc. There's plenty of teams still think they can win the title. Probably three, four, maybe even five. And yeah. there's lots more think they can get in the playoffs. And of course, what happens? Dartford, who are definitely yeah. one of the teams that think they can get in the playoffs, go to Woking, hot favourites at home. You'd think, uh, get involved in a right old scrap there. Yeah. Um, uh, and. Uh, Two players sent off, including two Woking players sent off, including of course Ben Garing, yeah. former United defender, and what a, a header in the ninety seventh minute that must have really sent the locals home happy there, mustn't it? And 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 of course Woking lost that match one 0 Good heavens, absolutely interesting. Um, um, I mean Ben Garing is turning into a bit of a cult hero up there, isn't he at Woking? I mean we, I, I liked him in the Torquay team. I think he's he's one of those players who wears his heart on his sleeve. He does. Gives absolutely everything yep. up to and beyond the referee's tolerance occasionally. Yes. But you would like to have, I mean, I'm not saying we don't, but you like a player like that in your side, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think it's interesting. And the one thing, and he's he's been very public about what happened on Tuesday night, yeah. you know, let everybody down, mainly because, of course, the second booking was for dissent. In other words, if you're yeah. on a booking, mm. as he had been from the from the first half for a foul, I think it was, then to pick up your second yellow and yeah. off with half an hour to go yeah. for dissent, um, you know, is is not on really. No. So that he Ben has always had that little bit of he he does he wears his heart on yeah. his sleeve. Yeah. He's, he's an honest lad. He he gets 
worked up and angry, um, yeah. and visibly so. Uh, a bit like Angus MacDonald used to. Yeah, uh, and yeah. of course, uh, I'm pretty sure they must have played they together. They played the same side, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and it was only towards the end of his time at Playmore that, of course, that, that Angus MacDonald, who I think sat on nine yellow cards for about two months. <laughs> Didn't he play his best football? <laughs> and played his well, best yeah. football because he had to try and keep his mouth <laughs> shut and his mind on the job. Um, so, yeah, um, uh, under the National League rules, of course, Gehring won't miss this Saturday's match against East Thurrock. Mm. He, he will actually uh, miss their home game against Western Supermare, I think, is their next yeah. match. Um, because the National League give you a week's grace before players yeah. um, are pick up start suspensions. So um, he'll be out for that. But they also had Armani Little, uh, yeah. uh, midfield player sent off as well. Same thing will happen to him. I'm pretty sure that was two yellows. I'm not hunting. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so that doesn't help. They've got, uh, they've just lost a couple of players um, to, uh, one went to Port Vale, I think it was, Toby Eds, uh, Charlie Wasm has gone to Billericay, and they've also been without um, uh, Kretschmer, the yeah. midfield player yeah. who's very good, Lua, the winger. But at the height of the sort of promotion race, Alan Dowson, the working manager, has had to go out and strengthen his squad, yeah. which he has done. He's, he's brought in Dave Tarpey, who one or two non-league fans will know very well. He scored absolute buckets of goals for Maidenhead a couple of years ago and earned himself a move to Barnet. And yeah. Paul Ladd picked up an injury almost in the first week after his move to Barnet. So he's gone to working on loan. Bradley Hudson-Odoi, who... That name may ring a few yeah, names yeah. with a few people because his brother is the Chelsea winger who's trying to appears to be trying to get out of Stamford Bridge. Uh, he's arrived from Wheelstone, so there's been a bit of mm. a change, a few changes there at Woking in the last couple of weeks, and then of course they they got done by Wheelstone two nil at home in their last home game, Dartford on Tuesday night. So, you know, yes, okay, it's not going great there at the moment, but yeah. we shouldn't get. Uh, Gary Johnson was saying just that. He said, hold on, people must not count chickens and start thinking we've cracked this. Um, uh, there, there's a lot of, lot of football still to There's come, a lot of football still to be played and a lot of what he calls icebergs yeah. uh, looming on the horizon. Um, and and I, I, talk, talking up Ben Gehring a little bit more, though, but I don't think he's finished with us yet. I think providing he's not suspended, he will be looking forward to that game up there in April, don't you? Along with whose army? Yeah. I think everybody will be. Uh, yeah. I wonder if, if the two teams are in the same sort of position as they are now, or maybe even obviously United have got a four-point lead at the moment, yeah. working one game in hand instead of two. Um, you can imagine that April the 6th match at Woking. Um, uh, very good, strong support there. Yeah. Uh, there'll be loads going from, from, from Torquay. Um, that could be a hell of a day. Yeah. April the 6th is, is, is the date of that match. That's, which leads us, uncomfortably really, leads us into another announcement that's come from Plainmore today. Uh, they have taken some action against some fans following the scenes at the game at Bath yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, just to remind you, there were some pyrotechnics thrown onto the pitch, some flares which uh, gave the photographers some excellent shots, but uh, it, you can't do that at a football match these days. You can't it's not the first time it's happened. No. Uh, and there was some kind of <coughs> low-level low level bad behaviour on the terraces it was, as well. It was, it was just a thoroughly uncomfortable day, and, and, and the United element 
turned it into an un thoroughly uncomfortable. There were all sorts of rumours that there were various elements of supporters turning up from different clubs, Swindon, yeah. Bristol City, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard it all before. Um, the, the people who sparked it off at Bath were, you, were was a small element of United fans. Yeah. And it's happened recently. You and I have we've spoken about this on the on on the podcast and i think maybe the slight delay in united taking some action here and actually banning a few people is because hallelujah and what a good thing some proper united supporters have been helping to identify the ones it who seems that trouble. way doesn't it yeah that's and, and and must you know more of that must happen yeah in other words it's it's not enough for people to say well, nothing to do with me, you know. Uh, yeah, I know who it was, but I'm not telling anybody. Mm. No, come on. Um, if if anybody wants that the club's name to be enhanced and to go forward and for this element to be got rid of, you know, um, people have to man up and um, and actually say who they've seen doing they these do. things. Yeah. And um, unless the club uh, says it was provocative and disruptive, I thought that's two very good Bath. words. Yeah, very good words. It, it it was the United element that started it. There was a small group of Bath fans, and actually there were two flares thrown on by, from the yeah. Bath fans. No, forget that. That's their business. Yeah. It it was initially when Bath took the lead in the ninth minute. Um, straight away an element of United Sport went over to the Bath fans and that's when the police had to be got in. All the trouble that emanated from that, it, it was, as you quite rightly say, low-level hooliganism. Yeah. Because as far as we know, nobody ended up... Thank, no no thank goodness. Nobody was hurt. It was, it was no yeah. Millwall-type no. Everton uh, horrors. But, uh, for instance, I think two officers had to be put onto a train coming back to South Devon carrying United supporters yeah. just to make sure that nobody uh, got out of order. Now, what a waste of resources oh. and, and stuff like that is. Well, all in the name of TUFC. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to stop. And, um, so but full marks to the club for taking yeah, positive action And today. full marks to the fans. Yeah. Any fans who, who, who have tipped the club off about who these people were, tick for you. Absolutely. So let's look ahead then. Let's look ahead to a big game on Saturday. Oof. Chelmsford City, who are one of those teams who will be coming at us with the kitchen sink and everything else because they think they've got a real chance of finishing top two. Well, you look at the points and obviously they've got some ground to make up. But I have a funny feeling that if United could be playing you know, the, the strongest team in the league at the moment... It would be Chelmsford yeah. rather than Woking. That's no disrespect to Woking, and I'm sure they'll come on strong between now and the end of the season. But Chelmsford come to play more on Saturday, absolutely bang in form. Yeah, eight wins out of ten. Very experienced side, packed with ex-league players. Yeah, um, and we can get into the individuals. I I can't help thinking back to the very first day of the season. Uh, uh, yeah, at, at, at the yeah. Melbourne Stadium, yeah. uh, which is which they share with a local athletics club. The pitch was dreadful, it's, and it's, it's one of those that's miles away. Then is it behind it, the track? It is. Yeah. You've got a running track round the pitch. You've got the um, hammer and discus cage. Uh, yeah. um, I remember which, reading which, that in your report, yeah. which leans over one corner <laughs> of the pitch. Um, the actual surface was was very poor for an mm. opening day of the season, but. Uh, a boiling hot day as well in August but you could just tell that the two teams were looking at each other and going well you're going to be up there and hopefully we're yeah. going to be up there we don't want to lose this <laughs> and it, it, it turned into a bit of a sparring match and um, uh, uh, and it was a duly as a nil-nil draw 
uh, Gary Owes, who was United's manager, came out afterwards, um, admitted that it hadn't been all that exciting, but still said, I think this might be quite a useful point come the end of the yeah. season. Well, he may be right. He may well be right. Um, uh, and But aren't they going, aren't they flying now? They are. Talking of pitches, by the way, just a little side issue. One or two people have mentioned this on social media today. How's Playmore looking? Because it was sorry for to, itself after the last game. It was. Obviously, they've had a fortnight, another yeah. fortnight's break. Uh, I'm and due, and I'm, another fortnight's rain, pretty much. Well, true. Um, but I would have imagined that, that, that uh, Julian Goulthorpe was able to get on it yeah. in, in the wake of that. Uh, the key thing is to get it flat. Yeah. Um, the temperature has picked up a bit, so so the, yeah. the, the, there might be a little bit of grass starting to to, to, yeah. to regrow again. Um, I, well, fingers crossed. I'm due to have a chat with him later on, so uh, just to sort of uh, cheer him up if he, if he needs cheering up. But um, no, this is a very important match, and yeah. I think United will move heaven and earth to uh, to oh, make yeah. sure this stays on. Um, uh, keep an eye on it. Keep yeah. an eye on Devon Live for the uh, the latest on the build yeah. up to the game. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those matches which you know is a let's get this on, <laughs> yeah. no matter what kind of thing. You know, I don't I, if if it was to be called off, and of course, you know, there is more rain forecast between now and Saturday, and 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 as all groundsmen will say, they can cope with it today, Thursday. Yeah, it's when it happens Friday night, Saturday morning, really tipping it down that that, that they struggle, yeah. and of course, the last home game. Um, against Oxford City, uh, of course, it absolutely tipped it down, you know, al yeah. almost on yeah. cue for for the match, and and an already wet pitch um, felt, as you say, looked pretty sorry for itself by the end of the game. But fingers crossed, it did. A rapid train of thought, and this is completely off the agenda. But thinking of terrible weather, um, a match that was played in absolute driving rain the other night. Congratulations to Newport County. Yes, old friends of ours from yeah. years gone by. A couple of ex-goals in the team as they beat Middlesbrough 2-0. Yeah. Uh, Dan Butler had a very, very good game. Did he? I didn't they see it. Very well. And Josh yeah. Labadee was Josh, in there. I, I getting stuck he was in still there. there. Well. Yeah. yeah, still very much part of the team. Big character, Josh, as well, wasn't he? For all sorts of reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> that. <laughs> it was a, it was an entertaining that, season. That alleged um, uh, uh, was it an ear bite or, or it was, it was uh, a uh, chest bite or, or something like yeah, that, something wasn't like it? that uh, at Ch Chesterfield. Yeah, my oh, goodness. Which he he denied, and, and obviously we only, you only have the two players' words for it. But um, it was it was he got colourful. banned in the end, didn't he? Right in the middle of, a, of of United's attempt to try and stay in the football yeah. league. And Chris Hargreaves, the manager, I know, was beside himself over the whole thing because it dragged on and on yeah. and on and on, didn't it? And and in the end, you know, United lost Labadee for that run in, yeah. which and he was a very solid player, as everybody yeah. knows, and and that 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 really did nothing to help. Chris Hargreaves' efforts to try and keep the United in the league that season, but um, I, I, I knew obviously he was at Newport, but he it's one of those names that if you don't look out for him every single week, um, and I think he's been in and out of the team yeah. a little bit, but um, he was in it Tuesday night. Yeah. They've got Manchester City at the well, next round, and and the point you're making about Newport is because that's another pitch which uh, yeah. they share. Uh, I think pretty sure they still share share with, with the Dragons, don't yeah, they? yeah, the, rug, the yeah. rugby team. Yeah, um, and I'm always amazed. I mean. I'm, it's no Wembley, but um, I'm always amazed at how they manage to get that yeah. playable each each week. Um, it, uh, it, ha having a having a top rugby side playing on yeah. it is bad enough. Having Truro City <laughs> sharing playing more or has been, with all due respect to Truro, but um, my goodness, a Welsh rugby a team playing hammer. on it every other week. Yeah. 
If you haven't seen the second goal yet, by the way, do seek that out. Padraig Armand's goal, second goal for Newport, is as good a goal as you'll see in any league in the world this week. Beautiful piece of training ground and absolutely everything goes right. First touch hit. Beautiful yeah. goal. Um, from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely um, stupendous. Now, but there you go. There's another one of, of somebody who, who has been a natural goal scorer yeah. all his, his career. He, he hasn't had huge success up in the north, uh, um, in and out of teams, gets 15 goals one season, goes somewhere else, doesn't go. But you, every time you've seen him, you just think, born to score goals. Yeah. Yeah. And sure enough, he's having the time of his life at Newport. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to a couple of other goal scorers. The two uh, leading marksmen in National League South will be on the Plainmore pitch together yep. on Saturday. Jamie Reid, of course, Ho our hopefully very Hopefully quite own. a long way away from each yeah. other. But, uh, um, the, Jamie, he's one of our own Reid, who yeah. is having the season of his dreams at the moment. And Rhys Murphy, yeah. of course, who was at Torquay. Last season. Last season. And they played together. Uh, yeah. And um, Rhys Murphy always intrigued me. When he mainly because when I, I remember seeing him play for Dagenham against Torquay when he first left Arsenal as a youngster uh, and he, he made a he left a, a big impression on me you know how sometimes you just see a player and yeah. you think oh he's got something and he, he had and he, he did quite well at Dagenham got himself a money move to Oldham where by the way he was managed by Lee Johnson I think when Lee Johnson was, was at Oldham yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that's right uh, never really happened for him there. He's mm -hmm. obviously drifted down through, I think he went to Crawley for a little while, had odd loan spells, Forest yeah. Green, and it was from Forest Green that Gary Hours got him on loan. And I think when he arrived, he, he didn't look 100% fit. No. Um, uh, but gradually, you started to see glimpses of what he could do. Uh, and I can remember playing, uh, United were playing Halifax away Yeah. Uh, um, last season. And Reed, uh, I think, was probably on the right wing. Murphy was in the middle. I think Gary Owls had come up, come up with a bit of a different formation. And the whole point about Reese Murphy was he can play with his back to goal yeah. and get yeah. it into play and bring people into play, as well as making runs and getting in behind. And he played really well that day. Jamie Reed actually scored uh, yeah. uh, um, United's equal. Uh, was it equaliser or first goal? I'm not quite sure. Anyway, United drew one all. And I can remember coming away from the Shay that afternoon thinking, if Murphy keeps going like this, we've got a, yeah, we've got a chance. Yeah. And then he, um, he, I'm pretty sure, did he score at Ebbsfleet when they won one nil? United won one nil at Ebbsfleet. Anyway, yeah. he picked up a quite a nasty ankle injury in that match just as he was coming into form, and that more or less finished it for him at Plainmore. Yeah. And he went back to Forest Green, got released, went to Gillingham for a little while. So that level of club yeah. still thought that he might be able to. To, to you know do a do something for them ended up going to Chelmsford and and uh, of course he's now really informed yeah. scored 18 goals I think both him and Reed have scored 21 in all competitions um, and a bit like Reed and Seku Jane who yeah. are readers of the Herald Express and Devon live readers will have sort of seen we've, we've we've done something with this week um, he's got uh, Reed and Janney up front for United have scored what 34 goals between, between yeah. them and, and uh, Reese Murphy has got a pretty effective partner in Scott Fenwick who, who United have played against before yeah. he was at Hartlepool um, had a little spell with hmm, not Geisley it's slipped my mind anyway um, and has now ended up at Chelmsford yeah. 
um, and they're decent. Yeah, there's quite, it's quite a nice thing building up here because on social media, the, the National League are very good at their social media and they're building this up now. You know, who are the two most potent strikers in National League South? Well, the moment. figures say that Reed and... And they're both in are. the same game. That's so. right. And and uh, and in such a hugely important match, yeah. um, this this game deserves in many ways to have the biggest crowd of the season at Playmore, yeah. whether it will quite get it or not, I'm not quite sure. But um, because... Um, if United can beat Chelmsford on Saturday, you look at the rest of the season and absolutely accept what Gary Johnson says. You know, we ain't won nothing yet, and people mm. must must not yeah. think that we have. Um, but you'd look at the rest and think, well, if United can beat Chelmsford, uh, and yeah. you know, in 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 an, a game of this importance. Um, then surely they've nobody else yeah. to fear. Not, no, now I know that's an easy phrase to throw out, but um, I, th- I think it's I think it's probably true. And the other thing is they're coming up. They play two away games straight after the Chelmsford game. They're away at Hemel Hempstead on Tuesday, yeah. so and that, and then Welling. Yes, which is which is which as managers like to say is never an easy place to go. <laughs> <laughs> is that our league? Every league has to have a well, never an easy place to go. Believe what you, Welling believe is it, you is me, it? a Park yeah. View Road at Welling is not an easy place to go to. Um, no, it's uh, it's yeah. muck and nettle stuff there down in in. Uh, it's well, it's not quite in the East End because it's it's sort of you know Kent. Yeah. Um, but still, Greater London, if you know what I mean, and. Um, yeah, no airs and graces amongst the people down in Welling, uh, and in a good way. Uh, yeah. And uh, United would be in for a scrap there. Particularly Welling are another of these teams, of course, which are, yeah, yeah, we can get in the playoffs. Yeah. Money's yeah. gone a bit tight there. They've had to get rid of a couple of their more experienced players. But Steve King is a very, very wily manager at this level. And uh, sure enough, they were a goal down at home to Chippenham on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Came back and beat them 2-1. So, um, yeah, you're quite right to point out two potentially very tricky yeah. away games. But you go into those two away games on the back of beating Chelmsford, you should be in a pretty yeah. good frame of mind. So let's talk a little bit about Reed and Janne then as a double act. It's got, got us thinking back. I mean, it's a long time since we've had a smash and grab, isn't it? That was the name that they gave to Bannister and Warboys at, at Bristol, Bristol Rovers. All those years the, ago, in the yes, 70. that's right. Um, but no. it's, it, it, to actually have two strikers who are bang on form at the same time and kind of complementing each other is quite rare, isn't it? I, th- I think, you know, obviously uh, Jamie Reid and I had a good long chat about it and he, he's very complimentary about Sega Jan is quite a private... Yeah. Don't want to make him look <laughs> any more attractive than he already is, but he's a shy <laughs> lad, put it like that. Um, uh, not... not given to uh, talking in public Um, and uh, Jamie's older and and obviously he's been here much much longer than 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 Segu Jane and he was very complimentary about the way Jane has developed and come on during his time here and the way their relationship has grown yeah Um, when he first arrived from Bristol City Segu was running around like a blue ass fly yeah. uh, uh, and not scoring uh, although everybody could see he the was, potential there he had a couple of games didn't he where he was getting on the end of crosses he yeah. was in exactly the right position but he just could not get That's the ball right. on target and 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 Reedy was 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 thinking exactly the yeah. same as everybody else but but you know uh, as he said you could just say he just needs one to get to, yeah. to set him off and that's exactly what happened uh, he's had a terrific run 
uh, and especially just over Christmas when Jamie Reid wasn't scoring, he mm. went, I think he went about five or six games without yeah. scoring, yeah. that's when Seku Jani came in with a load of goals. Um, he works tremendously hard. You have to watch him for a few minutes sometimes to see the ground he covers. Yeah. Uh, and the two of them, they're, 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 they're not a typical National League, lower league strike partnership. Mm. It isn't a big man, little man. There's no job. target man. Exactly. Among but them, but it? it's it's the relish with which they pull defenders about. Yeah. And if you're like that, you actually have to, even when a goal doesn't necessarily come from it, you have to enjoy making defenders run to places they don't want to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, whether anything comes of it or not is in the lap of the gods sometimes. But you have to love doing that yeah. and and of course they're a major factor in United's success over the last few months particularly in games away from home where central defenders full backs uh, are, are being made to work harder mm. and run further than they really want to yeah uh, and that's what Reed and Janney do and uh, they've been scoring goals off the back yeah. of it. and you made the point to me a few weeks ago and I've, I've noticed it a few times since now is Jane he doesn't look at first sight he doesn't look at like an imposing physical character but he's strong isn't he he's fast and he's quite he's very resilient and strong player well uh, you I think he you knocks, and I, he you knocks and I, a, a defender over with some ease doesn't he he does but it's not just that he, he you and I noticed it in the last home game I think against it was either against Oxford or Slough yeah. he got a real crack in the mouth head yeah. wherever it was and he he stood for a moment, bent over, holding his head, yeah, and would and did not go down. Mm. Uh, 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 he he was hurt. You could see that because it took him several minutes to sort of, yeah, clear you know to clear his head and carry on. But he's got a streak inside him that says, "I'm not going down here if I can possibly yeah. help it." And that is an element, a, a, a quality which you see less and less of these days. Yeah, uh, you know we all see people going to ground so easily, especially higher up the game, uh, and uh, it's really refreshing to see, particularly a striker. Yeah, um, and he can play sort of centre forward role. He's not bad in the air. Um, have has that little streak of the centre half isn't hurting me, or if he does, I'm not letting him see that I'm hurt. Uh, because if if you're a centre half and you've given somebody your best shot. And they've made nothing of it and turned round and come straight back at you. You know you're in for a long yeah. afternoon, don't you? The thing you want to see is him going down asking for treatment, because, you know, in the, in 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 every game of football I've ever played, that's what you want to see your opposite yeah. number doing, isn't it? And yeah. Seiko Janet does not allow centre halves to do that. Good, very impressive. So. Another thing that'll happen on Saturday, uh, moving away from the actual game itself, and this is a great thing, isn't it? It's Ian Twitching Day at yeah. on Saturday. I, it shocked which me. Is, which is great. It shocked me the other day when I realised <coughs> it was 14 months since Ian had died. Is it really? It was December yeah. 2017. Yeah. I, I, I was chatting to somebody in the pub about it and said, when did Ian die? Oh, I know who it was. It was in John Turner's pub in, in East Ogwell, uh, who John Turner, ex-teammate of Ian's. Yeah. And we were chatting about it, and he said, "Well, it was April, wasn't it, or something like that?" And we looked; it, we had to look it up, and we were shocked that fourteen months had passed since the great Ian Twitchin had, had had died. So obviously, United did all the proper things yeah. at that time. Uh, um, his family came to the next home game, minute silence, yes. or was it applause? I'm not quite sure. 
um, and all the proper tributes were, were paid. But in the wake of that, United have decided to rename one of their suites, yeah. the Plainmore Executive Boxes, uh, after Ian Twitchin. There's a Robin Stubbs, there's a Frank O'Farrell, uh, and there will now be an Ian Twitchin. Uh, um, that's executive good. That's, box. An, that's another the club doing the right thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and 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 they've got a whole range of collage pictures yeah. around the walls of uh, from Ian's career, including one fabulous one of uh, of the United squad in about 1972 setting off for a pre-season training run yeah. down the cliff paths of Maidencombe, uh, and Ian actually at the back. And I looked at it, I thought, well, he was never at the back when I used to see him. He must have been giving them a start just to, to make it interesting. He's done a front to back there, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he's, absolutely. Gone, he's gone round to rejoin. Yeah, quite. He's probably been round once. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, sure. um, so that's all happening on Saturday. His family, friends, and quite a lot of ex-United players, his yeah. teammates are, are coming. I think Mike Green, who player yeah. manager is coming. Certainly John Turner is. Dave Rudge. Um, Steve Morrell. Peter Koffel, who who... Hugely popular yeah. winger at that particular time during the 70s and early 80s. Um, a, a great, great friend of Ian's. They both lived in Tynmouth. Peter Coffer and his wife went to live in, in, in Tynmouth, and uh, Ian and his wife, they were a real foursome. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's coming, he lives in Essex now, still playing football as well, uh, Peter yeah. Coffer, yeah, in veterans football. Um, he's coming down on Saturday, and they're going to be. Uh, come out at half time uh, if the pitch allows I, th- I yes, think that's yeah. worth stressing that I think um, everybody's a little bit concerned that um, well personally speaking if you're <laughs> if you're in any any pair of nice shoes you probably won't want to walk out on the pitch at half time but they're certainly going to be presented to, yeah. the, to the crowd and it should be a very a thoroughly proper and and uh, yeah nice occasion it's great because i mean all all talkie fans of a certain age will have great memories of ian twitching playing in that side yeah um played well, a lot of in games. that side in, in so many sides i yeah. mean he played what 12 years he was a pro mm. at, at playing more one of only five players to play more than 400 games for the club yeah uh in, extraordinary character that a regular uh, well herald express readers will hopefully have seen a piece that we've done this week on on uh, Ian uh, we did some when he died of course and yeah. uh, uh, extraordinary character eternally cheerful yeah. I, I, it was impossible to uh, he used to he used to get upset from time to time but there was never a smile far from his from yeah. his face uh, and, and there's that story about him living in Tynmouth training in Torquay yeah and if, if ever the car had to go in for a service or something like that, well, I, I think I think probably Ian did it himself in those <laughs> days. And if 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 the, the, there was you know if his car was on the blink, um, uh, the, the whole point is that he thought nothing of running from Tynmouth to Torquay, yeah, and then doing a full day's training and then running home again. <laughs> it didn't strike him as being unusual. No. It would be well, yeah, of course I would. It's just a way it's of getting to work. Just a yeah. way of getting to work. And of course, anybody who's driven that road or cycled it knows <laughs> knows what sort of a road it is. Yeah. Um, although I dare say Ian, being Tynmouth born and bred, knew a few coast paths to uh, get himself off the main road there. But uh, that's the type of lad he was. Yeah. Um, legendary fitness and resilience. And in the Herald this week, I've, I've recounted a story I remember very, very well. A Tuesday night match at Barnsley in 1978. Mm. Um, 
when I remember it particularly well because um, the BBC Saturday lunchtime show, uh, Football Focus, turned yeah. up. Barnsley were going for a record number of unbeaten games from the start of the season. Alan right. Clark, the old yeah. lead striker, was the manager. Very good side. And United went there on a Tuesday night. Hope, complete outsiders. Uh, all the cameras were there to celebrate another Barnsley home win. 13,000 at Oakwell, which yeah. is more or less the same as what they're getting now in the Championship. Yeah. This was in the old fourth division. And I, I, I was on the team coach and I remember Mike Green, who was the player manager, and John Rudge being a bit concerned because Ian, who was playing at right back, was carrying an ankle injury and there was only one substitute in those days. Yeah. And asked, you know, was he going to be all right to get through the game? A, could he play at all? And B, would he get through the match, etc., etc., etc.? And um, United were leading 2-1 and Ian started limping in the second half. And I, th and, and I can remember seeing him um, struggling to get through this game yeah. um, and uh, later on uh, Mike said who was playing uh, that, that he'd told John Rudge look keep an eye on him because if he if he turns around and puts his hand up we you better you better make it yeah. you know be ready to make a change well under the pressure of it all United <laughs> John Rudge actually made Barnsley pouring on pressure to try and get the equalizer um, made another change yeah <laughs> a tactical change <laughs> Because not once did Ian look, even look over to say, I might be struggling here. No. Uh, and to this day, Mike Green always shakes his head at me and says, how he ever got through that match, no. I do not know. And I can remember getting back on the team coach afterwards and him hobbling onto the team, hopping, hopping onto the team coach with his ankle strapped up and obviously swollen. And he hopped up the steps and I was sitting near the front of the coach and said, well... You know, you'll do well to play on Saturday. And he looked at me as if I'd just, you know, s said a bad word and said, still four games, four, four days to go, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and he played on the Saturday against Aldershot Brilliant. and played the full 90 minutes. And that it was his, it was his matter of factness. You know, it was, you had to cut him off at the knees to stop him yeah. playing. Yeah. He, he, he was a, a, an amazing guy and a, and a Hell of a good player. Yeah. Um, lots of managers tried to find somebody that might get him out of the team, and very few ever did. Yeah. Uh, as is testament to the number of games he played. Today, so another as if you needed another reason, but there's another reason to get up to play more on Saturday for the Chelmsford game. It is Ian Twitching Day. What they need to do now is to re-release that kit. The white kit, <laughs> yes. and the blue we, we, and yellow. Yeah, that, that, no, you, that's stripes. always been one of your. Uh, it's my absolute favourite talking kit. Well, Ian Twitchin wore quite a few kits during yeah. the course of his of his of his time at Playmore. Um, yeah, extraordinary bloke. So one thing remains on the agenda, and you're going to like this, Dave. Thank you very much to Chris Haley, the Yorkshire Gull, for bringing this uh, to our attention. A film was made about Torquay United 20 years ago for the club's centenary. Oh, yes, of course. 1999, yeah. which yeah. of course means it's 120 years this year. I don't know if the club's got anything planned, but it's 120 well, it years. Probably should be 125, I think, probably those You'll these probably anniversaries. Right. Yeah. But this film is brilliant. It's on YouTube, and there'll be a link to it. Uh, if you're picking up this podcast on Devon Live, I'll make sure there's a link to the uh, the YouTube video in the in the article. It's absolutely superb. It, all it says on it is that it's by MH Digital Production. I would love to give them a little bit more kudos for it because it's excellent, but I don't know who MH Digital Production are. So if you're out there, it's great. It's on YouTube. 
I made some notes as I went through of the various things that you can see during this. The best one is the fact that you're in it, Dave. Oh, no. A 20, I was going to say 20 year old, but a 20 years ago, David Thomas is, um, is quite prominent in it. But it's got a Chris Evans playing for Torquay in the Centenary oh, Games. Yes. Avian Williams is there. There's a lot with Mervyn Benny. This is all just a, a right. few notes that I made. I've never seen on. it. It's great. Wes is there with Alex Watson, of course, talking about the management of the club. Mike Bateson is very, very good in it. Mike is his pragmatic, down-to-earth, practical self. You know, one or two flippant questions comes his way and he knocks them straight back with a straight face. He's very, very good in it. Trevor Webb, the groundsman, is in yeah, there. Yes, Cedric, of course, plays quite Cedric a part Munslow, in it. The late Cedric Munslow. Pete Wiley is in there. Pete Wiley is in the Stadium announcer's announcer. box as well. Neville Southall has quite a part to play in it as well. Um, it's pre-away end and Bristow's bench, of course. Yes, so there's of course. that. Um, it, it's good to watch from that point of view. Uh, Frankie Prince is in there. Wayne Thomas, Steve Tully, Leon Hapgood has a role in there. The team comes out with Brett Mayer uh, announcing them to the strains of Abanda. Derek Brad is in it. Peter Beardsley is in it, playing for Hartlepool. Goodness he gracious. just goes across the centre. I had to freeze the frame. Hang on a minute, that's Peter Beardsley. You've and had the time of your up, life, haven't you? Oh, I've been working so hard this week. <laughs> um, yeah, he would have been at Hartlepool then. Uh, Paul Compton is in it. Norman Medhurst is in it. The there's late a, Norman Medhurst. There's a very good section with Damien Davey giving Alex Watson and O'Neill Donaldson fitness tests because we were blighted by injuries dreadfully the season before then because everybody's talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Norman Abbott is running the shop. Paul Levy is in it. Our yeah. old friend, the photographer Paul Levy, photographer who confesses that he missed all four goals in the uh, in the game previously. There was, so he must have been a pretty high scoring season. He does go on to make some pretty outlandish predictions there as well. Uh, Alan Merson and Kevin Bridgman from the Capital Goals are in there. Robin Stubbs is interviewed. Uh, I you can briefly see me in the press box, but I won't tell you where that is because it's not worth looking the at. The old for. press box with the the old wooden stand with the glass it is, it is and indeed. the electric fire in it. Oh, <laughs> couldn't we do with that for, on some on some days? It shows you uh, the sign that shows it would have cost you eight pounds to go and stand on the pop side at that particular time. I don't think that twenty years ago. Yeah, that's uh, talky prices yeah. are not outlandish now, so I don't think that's bad. There's a very interesting section about the YTS lads oh, there, right, yeah. which Paul Compton talks which, about. What an extraordinarily productive And among the ones that, that you was. see there, Justin Grinsell is interviewed there, Rob Ennis is interviewed, Jamie Patterson. Yeah, the yeah, YTS young lad, lad from Stokington Head, I think yeah. he came from. He won a, uh, I always remember, he won a skills competition, national skills competition. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Gareth Law, of course, is interviewed. They're, they're cleaning the pros' boots as, uh, as young Went YTS Went on to lads. become... Obviously, United's physio and is now yeah. down at Plymouth Argyle. But it's brilliant. So, as I say, MH Digital Production, kudos to you, uh, wherever you are and whoever you are. I think you make yourselves known and we'll give you a proper, uh, a proper mention next week. And thanks to Chris Haley, who found that on YouTube. It's 57 minutes long. So you might have well, to watch it in a couple of bits, but it's well, well worth it. You know we're taking up far too much time in people's lives, you know, with this. <laughs> I, do, I know, but it's, no. this is, especially now that you're obviously, as the young people will know, you can watch YouTube on your telly now if you've got one of these smart TVs. You can Goodness, sit can there you? with Oof. a cup of tea yeah. watching the Talker United um, documentary on the box.
Well, that's seriously, watch it. It's great. You've seen it, and and I know you wouldn't say it was great if no, it wasn't. It's so, it, uh, it's a period um, piece. The th- I mean, if nothing else, the kits. You know those enormous baggy shirts they wore then. Yeah. You yeah. know they've got the long, but the huge nineteen nineties baggy shirts that uh, that nobody wears anymore. No. Uh, one or two of the haircuts are to be treasured. Uh, Dave, you cut a dapper figure <laughs> from twenty years ago. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So that's that's my recommendation. If it, if you get a wet and windy evening, and there's plenty of them. Let's face it, yeah, at the moment, then um, that's the thing to do with it. So we're coming up towards um, our allotted time. Uh, it just remains for us to say thank you again from the uh, the Yellow Army Talker United Herald Express Devon Live podcast for uh, putting us in rather a good position in the nationwide uh, league table of podcasts. All the credit to our listeners that they, uh, they they often have to make a cup of tea in the middle of our <laughs> yes, ramblings, don't they? <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, good good for them. Huge game this Saturday. Yeah. Big big match this Saturday. Um, and it's it's a game to enjoy, isn't it? For it all is. the right reasons. The first against third. The two top strikers, as we've said, in the, the two whole top division. scoring teams in the division. Yeah. Uh, um, United have got what's. 60, something like that. I think 60, Chelmsford 52. Yeah. Um, you know, what's what's not to like? Absolutely. It should be a great game. And it'll be a game that when it comes to the end of the season, if there's only a few points between those top three teams, this could be an absolutely crucial game, couldn't it? True. And also Dartford, by the way, are at home to Bath, who are fifth. So okay. Dartford, of course, who won at Woking yeah. on Tuesday night, that's another, that's second in the uh, in the menu yes. uh, uh, for Saturday's National League South menu. Big game. Torquay, Chelmsford, Dartford v Bath. Woking have got East Thurrock at home. So uh, um, we're enjoying this, aren't well, we? Well, <laughs> here we here we are at the start of the season. We were joking about little things like you know, it's a big one against. Whoever it was at the time. It's the big one against Billerick. Exactly. And we were looking at each other and going, my goodness, we never thought we'd end up saying that. And now, of course, here we are, Chelmsford at home, the type of team that Torquay used to get drawn against in the FA Cup. And we're absolutely relishing this as as a hugely important league match. And quite right too. Quite right. We're loving our football at the moment. We hope you are too. Uh, three o'clock kickoff at Playmore on Saturday. Come up and say hello. We love it when people do that. It's nice to see uh, people who listen in. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you do like. And uh, we'll make changes accordingly. Uh, thanks for listening. As ever, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.